I'm here, man. So I appreciate this. Yeah, man. This is big. Thank you so much for coming up here. I, it's uh, Chicago's a big city, man, and that's it's something people, uh, you know, it's, there's a reason sometimes. Uh, it's it's I don't know. I feel like, oh, I love people, man, and I love uh, diversity. And Miami is such a melting. Such, Miami is such a small community that has so many Come different on. different cultures and nationalities. So coming here, it's been a, a challenge uh, for me. Just because uh, I was I was always born uh, traveling a lot and experiencing other cultures, and I live on a pretty cool street. So the Broadway has a lot of different, you know, a lot a lot of cool mom and pop restaurants, a lot of cool different nationalities. Um, but it really wasn't until like we did a Hyde Park Art Walk that we got to like appreciate like a whole other part of town. That yeah, it took like an hour in the like the bus to get. I mean, like if if you take public transportation like it does take like an hour almost you gotta like switch two buses like like take the red line and so it's far man and, and chicago's big man so it is. you know like the fact that you came up here in north side like I'm, I'm just like damn man let's hang out let's go like play, have a beer play some pool after or something <laughs> but yeah anyway today but it's in the works it's in the works it's in the works anyway I just, works. I just talked a lot but today we have ac Who's one of the uh, barbers at uh, one of the hairstylists at uh, Hyde Park Hair Salon? That is correct. Which is famous uh, in Hyde Park because uh, it was where Obama uh, used to go get his hair cut um, with the what's his name? The famous his hairdresser, uh, Zarif. Zarif. Okay. Yes. Um, so I did some research on Hyde Park, the cool little spots, and you know we led a group around uh, around the 53rd Street, was it? And uh, you know, we went over to check out, you know, Promontory Point and then the Museum of Science Industry. And we ended up back and had dinner on block. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, the Kissing Rock was kind of cool, I guess. But, like, the, the, hi the highlight was when we walked into the to the, the shop and I was like, yo, this is, like, this is epic. This is kind of, like, unique, you know, because then you, you see, like, there's the Obama cut. Like, it's just, like, it stands right out. And you're like, I'm curious, mind, like, what is the Obama cut? And so I just went up and asked you, and yeah. you were so cool with it, and the guy you were cutting was so cool with it that you kind of explained what the Obama cut was. Um, and I took a video that I'm gonna share on, on the page. But uh, yeah, 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 man, we, we'll, we'll get to the Obama cut. But uh, <laughs> before all that, like AC, man, what's your story, bro? Like, you've been born and raised in Chicago, or? Man, raised and bred, uh, grew up in Chicago pretty much all my life. Um, Pretty much South Side, you know, moved around a lot, all around the South Side. Um, pretty much uh, everywhere from Chicago's Chatham community, even Hyde Park, and just been all around the South Side pretty much all my life. But definitely just growing up, just seeing Hyde Park going through all the changes, like the way it did is like, wow. Because even now, even when I talk with university students and they'd be so fascinated about Hyde Park and even you'd be amazed to even do research on Hyde Park and when they were like well man how long you been in Hyde Park and what you knew about Hyde Park and when I get to share some of my stories I have to sit back like man Hyde Park went through a lot of changes throughout the years because <laughs> like you were saying for example even over here and you know Lakeview area and you know Lincoln Park is like so many mom and pop shops you know you can go in it's like a a community it's a family and even in high part you know in certain mom and pop shops or even long existing businesses you still have that 
But ever since the, the the University of Chicago been buying out everything like crazy, mm -hmm. now you have all these franchise places and everything now, and they're coming through. And it made me sit and think about, for an example, like if you look at the very last scene of Casino with Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci, and when Robert De Niro ended up narrating that very last part when he was talking about you have a lot of the casinos back in the day when you come in they knew your name they knew what you drink what you smoke what you play and even in higher part back in the days you had a lot of bomb and pop shops they knew what you ate what you you know sit at and the whole nine the only few places that you have in high park that's like that that still exists is Valois, mm. the Valois restaurant that's where president barack obama sat and ate on a regular to the point he, you go inside Valois now you can see all the different breakfasts that he will eat or he will order whenever he comes to Valois and eat. What kind of food is it? Um, pretty much more so like your, you know, like he has one where it's like like a steak and eggs where you get like, um, you know, I guess like a ribeye or whatever type of steak that they have, like you know, two eggs, two bacon's, maybe two pancakes or some toast, and it's pretty affordable, less than ten dollars. It's like a diner for sort of breakfast food and stuff. Yeah. For the most part, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, pretty affordable. But it's like once they see your face after a while, they pretty much already know what you're already going to get. And even next door, uh, Bon Asante, the health food store, if they see your face after a while, they know what type of, you know, smoothies or what type of cold-pressed drinks you end up getting. And, you know, once they see you, it's like, it's like a, a community, it's like a family. And you don't get that when you go to like a lot of these franchise restaurants, though. It's like, okay, uh, what do you want to get? Place your order and, you know, have a nice day. And it's like, no, that's part of the community. You know, you want to go to these mom and pop shops. You want to go so you can build that yeah. family. I think it's it's about the owners really caring about the community and the town and, and having history there. and Versus just like hiring a random, you know, college kid to, to run the, the to run the front desk. Right. He's not going to care to learn the names, right? There so, you go. So that's it. And uh, I, I saw that in Hyde Park walking around with the group. Like a lot of those just university housing taking over the neighborhood, you know, and yeah. you can tell. Um, but it's a beautiful place, man. It's uh, a little oasis, especially uh, towards the Museum of Science and Industry. Like we went to the Japanese little garden down there and... Oh yeah, man! Like there was people doing like throwing up tents and house parties, like, and it was like, <laughs> damn! Like it was amazing weather, and it was just like it felt like I was in Egypt a little bit. Right was behind the the museum, there's like it looks like the Nile because there's like it kind of like meets in the middle, and I was like, damn! This freaking Delta shit's coming up it's for real, man! Like yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's like a little forced joke there, but uh, no, I mean uh, it was quite a day and. Uh, yeah, dude, what's, so you moved around a bit. When did you first get into cutting hair? Uh, and I was just telling Danielle, the Uber driver, about this. I first started cutting hair when I was 16 years old. Uh, basically, a friend of mine from the neighborhood, he had a job interview that the next day, and for some reason, he came to me, and he had a pair of clippers in his hand and a comb, and was like, AC, I need your help. I have a job interview in the morning and I need for you to cut my hair. And I'm like, okay. He said, just follow my lead. I'll never forget. We had we had a bath towel, sat on a chair, sat inside of the kitchen, and he just said, he said, now you want to go against the grain around the back. Go against the grain around the sides and just go against the grain on top of my head and go over real good. 
Then you say you want to take the clipper, you want to go straight down. So I did all of that. The haircut came out even, no patches. Right. So you were natural from the start. <laughs> and he was like, for now, you are my barber. You earned it, yeah. And I earned it, and ever since then, Sydney just took off, and at 17, man, messed around and started working at a salon at 17. So it was like, I first picked up a pair of clippers at 16, working at a salon at 17. Once I started dipping and dabbing into doing hair color and, you know, pre-prepping to do, like, hair relaxers and all that that's why i knew then i'm like okay the rest is history right i can see myself really doing this for real for real and really catapulting this thing and graduated from high school decided you know still go to college but still make a way to go to barber college which i ended up doing back in 2000 barber college <laughs> I went, to, went to barber college how many years is barber college um generally i will say it um if you're committed Generally, I'll say it maybe takes like maybe like a year, yeah, or depends on how your schedule is, maybe like a year and a half. So I went and it took me like maybe like close to like a year and a half because I was already taking classes already. But I ended up taking a leave of absence, took care of some stuff, family business, went back, finished up, took the state board, worked in other shops, and then from there, um, I already knew. Ishmael and Zarif then when they were at the original location, which where Virtue Restaurant is at now, 53rd and oh, yeah. Harper, around the corner. So that's when the University of Chicago, Sydney at the time, were going through a lot of different changes and a lot of businesses either had to move further south in High Park or they had to go elsewhere or they just close up, period. And it was on, you know, it was in the High Park Herald. Everybody was talking, where is High Park Herald? So I'm like, where am going? Thank God they put us over by where the old Sprint store is, where you're seeing us yeah. at now. They used to be the old Sprint store. And I used to remember back in the day when I was with Sprint, I would go and pay my Sprint bill up in there. So it's funny, though. Even when I be sharing people, I would even show, like, as a matter of fact, where Zarif sits at now, I used to go to one of the booths over there and pay on my phone bill. Yeah. <laughs> no, Sprint, Sprint actually used to have a cool brand, like... It kind of it was kind of cool sprint but like i don't know what they're doing anymore i think they're dead right but yeah I think so. they were like they were definitely like advertising a lot with the nfl i think they were like a cool brand yeah so you guys are in the sprint shop all right and yeah man uh so you met zuri and who who would you say was your like biggest mentor in cutting hair or did you learn a lot yourself uh, like who did you really learn from um actually from one of my friends uh, my friend eddie at the time, then um, he was in the neighborhood at the time when we grew up over on 79th Street. And I don't know, for Eddie, for some reason, Eddie felt like, now mind you, now Eddie was like in his mid, almost late 20s. And I was like 16 years old. So, like, I don't know what made Eddie felt like he wanted to talk with me about relationships and what he was going through with his girlfriend. But for some reason, we clicked. I looked at him as like my big brother and I'm like the little brother to him. But for some reason, he was talking to me like I was like the therapist, but we were still like grown men. And I wanted to throw this out there. That's missing now. You know what I mean? Mm. Especially like what we're going through now with this whole toxic masculinity thing and everything. And a lot of people need to realize like by nature, that's therapeutic. That's healthy for me. Yes. To be around positive male energy. And we had that in a community where that kept us grounded. 
they kept us from not doing stupid things mm-hmm. out there on the, on the, in the neighborhood. So mm-hmm. when you had these grown men talk, I felt like that was the honor for me. I'm like, dude, you could have talked to this to any of the guys on the block. You went and talked to me, and this was like personal things. That I'm like, bro, you supposed to be sharing this with your mom and dad, but you talking with me about it. I was like, man, you must see something in me that I didn't see it myself. So that's when Eddie took me up on his wing and started showing me how to cut hair. And I was up on his wing for like that five months. But throughout those five months, that was like a life changing opportunity because he gave me a skill to where it helped me not only build my confidence, but helped me become more of a people person to who I am now, as well as have an actual skill that I could pass down to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, if I want to be in that position, I want to teach people, you have an official skill and you can build like familyhoods for people. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you built up. So it, it was just a blessing, man. And, and I and to this day, I commend Eddie for that. And, and I thank him for that because he took me up on his wing and it was like an exchange on, I'll be your therapist. Talk to me about what's going on with your girl and you show me how to cut hair and then the rest is history and everything was good. And then fast forward when, um, you know, Hyde Park Hair Salon, whatever we were trying to find out where we were going to be and what's the next step. I talked to Ishmael about it and checked and see if Ishmael was still looking for barbers. And I remember that was back in mid-August of 2007. And Ishmael was like, well, man, he said, we're actually looking for people because of the other barbers that were together when it was on the corner of 53rd and uh, Harbor. They ended up being over on 51st, 51st and Blackstone, which is like right across the street from Kenwood Academy. That's where the other barbers ended up going to. And you still had Ishmael and you had Zarif. And they were looking to just rechange and rebuild anyway. So it was like when I came on board, then we had a friend of mine, Lisa Marie, which was the nail tech at the time. She came through and, you know, man, now we have a nail tech. Then at the time we had uh, Ishmael's sister. Uh, she was actually one of the massage therapists for the Chicago Bears and the White Sox. Mm. So if they were, for whatever reason, they just needed like private massage services or they were going through some type of injury, whether it was a knee injury or anything, they would come to her and she had the place in the back of the mm. shop where they would come and actually get private services done and it was just phenomenal. So the Bears were getting their haircuts there too. Some of them probably not. Some of them were, yeah, because it was like the way we had to set up, like they would come like early in the morning before the shop even opened, they would come and get, you know, a haircut or two and they just needed right then and there. There was even a toss of um, Brian Erlacher from the Bears at the time. <laughs> and all throughout the years, he had a ball head. <laughs> But he would come through just because, as a matter of fact, because I even heard Brian Earl, like his grandmother lived in Hyde Park. Mm. So when he would go check up on his grandmother, you know, he would come to, you know, to the shop. And before it even opened, he would come and get a ball head shave and get cleaned up. And, man, everything was cool and went on about his day. And... Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, uh, dude, the barbershop is, like, a very powerful uh, place. Uh, I think you already kind of touched on it. It's... Somewhere where, you know, you know, women have their, their own little gathering holes, their nail salons, and all the chatter and the gossip. I mean, the men, like, they have their own, like, kind of thing, too, you know. It's, uh, same time, it's where the elders sometimes share and give back their, their wisdom, you know. Yes. And, and young yeah. people can listen. And, and it all starts with that, kind of that, like, the barber and, and, and not patient, but, like, you know, like, uh, client 
kind of bond, right? Because when you get someone, when you get a, one of those haircuts where you're like, wow, that was the best haircut of my life. I feel like a million bucks. You just like, you never forget that. And you want to recreate that every time. And so okay. that's what creates that bond, right? You where go. you have, you have like Obama and, and Zarif just like, when I have a, I have a hairdresser in Miami that I, I really love, Fabio. And he, he came on the podcast. It was like right during pandemic and like, he came to my house and cut my hair. And then we did the podcast and like, I, I'm not like Obama level where I can like fly him over here to cut my hair, but I wish I could because, you know, I, I'm not going to say it, but I got a spot on the street here. That, it was all right haircut. It wasn't the best cut of my life. It does take some barbers. You got to like, you got to like not, not train them, but like it's a, it's a relationship, right? It's like you, oh, you like it like this. And like, now I'm learning that and next time we'll get it better. Right. But sometimes some people will just know, and it's just like, it turns out exactly the way you want it. And it's magical, right? It becomes a relationship that is kind of like therapy, right? Because, you know, that's like 30 minutes, 45 minutes for conversation, right? Like, it's not just like silent cutting, you know, like you're both sharing about what's new in the past month. And, um, you know, so do you at your level, are you cutting mo mostly younger men's hair or older? I would say for me, um, it, it's a combination. It's a combination of both. Um, but I do notice now, like with this generation coming up now, it's like I've noticed I have to like kind of groom them. So in a sense, and not in a bad way, it's just they're so used to being on their phones, their tablets and everything and to the point where they get kind of awkward after a while. So it's like when you try to, get them to come out of their shell a little bit. And it takes a while, though. It really do. It takes them a while for them to come out of their shell. And then next thing you know, they're actually coming to you, talking with you about their homework or what's been going on back home or what's going on with their personal life. And after a while, it's like, let's say, for instance, they graduate out of college or even, you know, only graduating out of high school, only way to college or either or, it's like, they come by and visit you. They come by and talk to you. And even I even had some that was like, man, AC, thanks to you, you actually, just your energy, your frequency alone allowed me to come out of my shell because I had a few of them that would admit to me that they were either shy or they need to work on their communication even more or they were kind of awkward and didn't know. And I guess just by working with them and just hey just let your hair down and just relax you know i'm here what's on your mind what's on your energy and even they even come to me and be like well man well, ain't see what you think about this or what's your take on this or what do you do to keep yourself calm or relaxed and you know i will share the stuff that i would do in the morning just to get me energizing like what i'm interested in that man <laughs> This is usually later in the podcast we go to the good habits part, but hey, I mean, no, this is special, bro. This is like it could be this is a future moment, bro. What's what's the what's the AC energy uh, energy absorption one hundred and one? Ooh, and how can I say it, Sydney? I do have a morning affirmation that I say, even if I've been like zapped or drained from me being with people, talking with people, cutting hair. I find a way to get up in the morning and I say my affirmations. Um, my affirmations, I even have it right on my dresser drawer and I have it taped up where I would get up and say, I give thanks for another day to learn, grow, and become more enlightened to the point where 
I start freestyling with it. Instead of saying another day, I say wonderful. Mm. Give thanks for a wonderful day to learn, grow, and become more enlightened. So when you put that frequency out there in the universe, you're already giving thanks that you already spoke into existence already that today's going to be a, a wonderful day, awesome day. That uplifts you right there to where you're going to learn. You're going to learn from nature. You're going to learn from your environment, whether it's good, bad, bitter, or sweet. It's a learning experience. It's for you to become a better AC, a better Sydney. To grow, you're growing. You're growing to become a better you or a better version of you. Growing to where, man, you're going to become a phenomenal version of you. You know, you're going to ripple effect what mm. you already have. You become more enlightened. Even if you see somebody messing around and, you know, like, why that dude do, do something like that? Or if an elder do come through and would just drop a, a, a jewel on you or drop a nugget on you, you'd be sitting there like, man, I was enlightened by that. I was floored by that. Mm. Now you have that aha moment, like that light bulb pops up. So with that being said, I get up and do that every morning. Then when I take my shower, I play affirmations in the shower. Play like a like a soundtrack thing, uh, kind of like a I am affirmations. I like I do I am for like um, attracting positivity, mm. or I play a I am for attracting wealth or prosperity, or I play a I am to attract um, you know awesome things. It's actually like a like a like a musical soundtrack, like something you're playing like off your your phone or whatever. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because I even use one of my other phones, and I would just have that playing, you know, blast up real high. I'll be in the shower. Now, here's the thing, Sydney, because I love doing Yo, it. Yo, it's Simeon, by the way. Simeon. Simeon, Simeon. Ooh, I've been saying this <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> All good, brother. Please man. forgive me, All man. Good, Please forgive me. <laughs> but yes, but um, no, that water energy, bro. Oh, it's true, yeah. A lot of people take water energy for granted. It's like some about... Flow. You know, it's flow. It is. It's it, It's flow. Is movement is actually activated lively energy. And it's like when you're in the shower and you speak your affirmations or you're doing both, whether you have it playing in the background or you're speaking it or however you do it, it something activates like instant. Because mm. water holds information, holds memory. Man, it, it's just movement. And it's like when I speak my affirmations in the shower, it's like I'll be on 10 for real. Mm. Yeah. And for some reason, it's like, a lot of people, I think that's why a lot of people be, and I'm not exaggerating, a lot of people come through and they just, for some reason, like, man, I was down and out, or I was a drink, and I seen you cutting hair at AC, and you just waved at me, that gave me energy for the whole day, they kept me yeah. going. So I was like, man, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm doing my part, you yeah, know what I mean? Damn, all right, so you're soaking up from, from affirmations, from the shower, from a great mindset, uh, that's beautiful, man, and and you never know. Like uh, you, you can change a whole life, but just by you know putting a smile on someone's face who was frowning, you know, and you never know. And that's what you talk about being enlightened. Uh, I think you know, isn't it just like how much joy and, and love you have for the world and the chance to walk about it every day and experience mysteries and, and incredible things that are pretty much like miracles. Like I have a mantra I like, which is like anything is possible, everything is connected. Today is a gift. Enjoy now. Come on. Oh, that's one of my favorite ones. Right? <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> so anything's possible, man. And there's some beautiful, like, it's energy at at, at, its, at your highest point when you're uh, just like, you're 
you're on fire in your head, you're not, your, your body's actually really in tune and sensing and you're not thinking, right? So you're completely listening and you're just starting to step into possibilities that are like your, your mental, your mind, your consciousness, your thoughts are going to be like, how the hell did my body know to step in that situation at that moment? And you're like, your, your brain is way smarter than you think, you know, like you're come on. I'm, I'm not, but I'm with you, though, and, and we kind of take ourselves for granted and not realizing, like, our brain, our tuition is, is way more sharp and more keen than we ever imagined. We underplay it or undermine it for so much, and it's like, nah, man, like, if you just take time out, and I'll never forget this, the late, great Dr. Uh, Dick Gregory. He said, all you got to do is just be around oxygen and drink more water, and, you know, because that's life. You know what I mean? The more water you drink, that's oxygen. That's life. When you breathe, that's life. You'll be amazed on how when you get that rich oxygen in you and how your brain can just be like, you'd be like, man, I didn't know I was able to do that. I didn't know I was able, yeah. capable of doing that, though. But it's like we take ourselves for granted because we don't take time out to be by ourselves. And when you be by yourself and you really get a chance to hear your brain go mm -hmm. and you be like, oh, okay, like. I didn't know I had these capabilities like that, though. But it's like, you just got to take time out be by yourself. And you'd be amazed how the universe will help you get to that point. Because we're going through such a major shift now. And I was just, matter of fact, me and one of my brothers, we were just talking with a young brother last night. And we were talking about how everything right now is going through a shift, which is the age of Aquarius. Mm. So we're going through this age of Aquarius, meaning that you're going to have the frequency of knowing. It's like, back to what you were saying, it's like instinctively, like we didn't know we was able to really tap into a lot of stuff that we will tap into. So it's like the frequency that we're in now, anything that you want to manifest, it can happen instantly. All you got to do is just be by yourself. Channeling. Maybe not instantly, but... <laughs> Maybe not instantly, <laughs> but in a work in progress, but it's like... Maybe you're the genie, bro. You're, you might need a lot hey, You're the genie, bro. <laughs> but I will say this, though, man. As we continue to go through this age, it's like, man, once you eat right, once you be around right type of energy and frequencies, man, anything's possible. Oh, man. It really is. I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to this age right now, man. When So that officially started when this age of Aquarius? I want to say the age of Aquarius, it... Actually kicked off. I want to say back. Uh, well, some people say it actually happened back in 2012. Some people say, actually, had people say it actually happened during like November, December of uh, last year, back in 2020. Mm -hmm. That was we were going through a shift then. And if you notice now, all of a sudden we got all these full moons been popping up now. Now you got a blue moon to happen just yeah. right on, was that, 21st through 23rd? The Sunday night, last uh, Sunday was that blue moon, yeah. Right. So I'm starting to even believe more and more in, like, these astrology stuff. Like, I didn't want to, like, kind of put too much into it because sometimes you, you know, let yourself become who you become. Come on. But, like, don't force it, you know? Yeah, but, don't but force so, it. So, like, I'd say it's, it's great for people to kind of wait until a little bit later in life to, like, really appreciate like damn like i am my sign like i it's kind of cool actually how it happened and i didn't even like force it and it's like i'm starting to like appreciate that a little bit more but I, i'm I don't, i'm still not gonna be someone who's like who i don't think it's necessarily a good thing to like be looking at horoscopes and constantly trying to force nah. stuff all the time you know mm -hmm. don't don't look too much at it but once in a while appreciate that 
like damn like there's so much intelligence in the universe and it is kind of true that even the vibes of of astrology and, and the moving of the stars affects you and you know when you were born affects kind of how you how you your vibration popped up and it's wild man and i think you're so right that yes there's a, an awareness that we're growing in if you think yeah. about mankind like yeah we're like light years away from or light years beyond what where we were you know in terms of awareness the internet did a lot for that and it did. people learning really fast from history and from each other you know so you know there can be a day like there can be a day where like we we all like i mean like there's times where i have like a focus face like i, I like to joke that like like half the time like i, I have like uh uh what's what's the word it's it'll come back to me but anyways like i have like it looks like a frown um but i'm like focused you know like sometimes when i'm really focused like it looks like i'm frowning but i'm just like I'm like focused, laser focused, you know, but I, I think it's mm -hmm. possible for us to reach mm -hmm. an age where, you know, there's, there's still pain and suffering, but like a lot less, you know, because we're just so much more aware, you know, and, and we reach a point where our days have very little drops in vibes. Like, I feel like someone like you, AC, like you notice now when the vibe drops and now mm -hmm. when the vibe drops, you ask yourself, why did that vibe drop? And yep. what can I do next time? How can I be a vessel for my community and, and not allowing that vibe to drop again and and even in just a room or like a barbershop like you notice vibes dropping and you check it right and you and you kind of more and more they happen less right so I, i'm someone like yourself you know my, some of my favorite moments are actually in the morning when i'm self-caring and i'm and i'm just like you know i'm doing yoga or meditating or, or writing or i'm just you know i'm prepping for my day to go spread love around in the community but like you know, some of my happiest moments are by myself before I even go out. Like sometimes like when I'm really high, like, yeah, I'm going to FaceTime my mom, <laughs> but go. like, it's going to drop my E a little bit when I'm FaceTiming <laughs> Ma because she'll be like bringing up some concerns that I'm like, have no, I have faith like are not a, a, an issue, <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like talking with your mom is going to drop your vibe a little bit, but you got to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. That's too funny. But yeah, man, I think there's a there coming a day where more of a, more of us learn and listen and yeah, I mean, that, that, honestly, that's what this podcast is all about because the more and more people like you who have this high vibration, high energy, high karma, more and more people like you share your story, share your secrets, and people start listening to it, the more people are gonna like grow and learn and 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 learn to live more joyous lives, you know. So it's really important, like the the role models in the community, man. I mean, yeah. you are a big one. I mean, uh, I know you have your role models, but uh, I mean, everyone's gotta gotta appreciate others, right? And look up to others. Um, what are some like other random like uh, like in, in Chicago besides uh, the hair community? Who are some like people you respect a lot in the community, like that you look up to? Yeah, the the list can go on and on and on though, because it's you know I I run across all walks of life every day, and you know I admire a lot of people because I learn. Whether it's good or bad, I can learn from anybody at the point. Uh, just pretty much a lot of... There's times I, I even admire a lot of young brothers and sisters that's honestly like graduating from high school and even like getting ready to go to college and doing what they're doing. And especially now since everything that's been going on with the whole shutdown, with the pandemic and everything and how they were able to stay grounded and stay focused on a laptop. And you even have some that was even using their smartphone, basically, just to do their homework as well as participating in class. Those are the ones I'm like, okay, 
y'all keep me going. And I'm not just saying that because these are the ones that I know that come to the barbershop and they're used to, you know, playing sports, going out, you know, they're, they're social bugs in a sense. And for them to be like in their room, going to school and trying to find that drive or try to find that, that get up and go, it can be draining after a while. So I can say for the ones that are dedicated, honestly, for them to stay committed and dedicated and making sure they're going to graduate out of high school and going to college, those are the ones I look up to, to everyone in the community. I have a lot of people that I look up to from the elders to even um, I have two people that I was involved with in the summer youth program back in 2019, and I was showing young brothers on how to cut hair. And you had two phenomenal people, Chicago police officers, um, even to the point, and I love them so much, it bothers me, and not in a bad way, but I see so much greatness in them. But the good news is, outside of them doing CPD work and they're doing community work, they have other ventures that they have going on too. Uh, we have um, like Sister Jennifer Maddock, you know, and she's running for Alderman again for that district over there, over by the Parkway Projects. And what she do, she goes back to the drawing board, find out what she needs to tweak up, go back and run for Alderman again. But she's so proactive in that community over there. And she's so involved and she earned the respect of the people over there. And she's just a phenomenal, phenomenal sister in her own right. And I was like just blown away by working with her, how down to earth Jennifer Maddock is and how she's so proactive in the community. And she's really genuine. Mm-hmm. And she wants to sit down like I mean you were sitting down talking like with AC you know how you become who you are, and then we got the brother Tim Crawford you know he's been you know a Chicago police officer for some years and outside of what he does he also teaches young brothers on how to cut hair, as well as um, he runs a doll training program where he's showing families how to you know have training for your dog. But him and his wife, they also run a youth ministry where they spend time with a lot of youth, not only in their church, but also within the community. So even though they're Chicago police officers, but I look up to them a lot because even though they're everyday people, they're doing things above and beyond what they normally know. So these are people that I look up to that keeps me going and I can learn a lot from, which I still do. Mm But as far as everyone else in the barbershop, even from some of the elders, because I had an elder that passed away back last year during COVID, and he was very dear to me. And it was like, ever since then, I latch onto the elders in the shop. But I have one elder friend, which I'm about to be hanging out with later on this afternoon. Shout out to you, John Ra. I'm going to make sure we get the link. You going to hear me? I'm shouting you out, John Ra. <laughs> But the brother is 78 years old, get around better than me and you. He lifts weights. He practices Tai Chi. He, he walks. He runs. He, he's just a phenomenal person in his own right. And he and I learned so much from John Rob because he done been through a lot growing up in Chicago. Mm. And the stuff that he shares is like, man, like. We need to get you on a podcast. We'll get, we'll get him over here. Yeah, we got to get John Rowe over <laughs> here, man. Because it's like he has so much information and he lets us know, like, still be the best version of you. Yeah. You know, enjoy life, be great. And, you know, and for him to walk around like he's walking around with no injuries, no cane, none of that. Honestly, that gives me drive. It yeah. do. It really do. He's doing I'm something like, right and a lot that he can share and he shares it. So he's. 
Yeah, but but he hasn't maybe done a podcast yet. So let's get let's, <laughs> right. get, let's capture all, all that awesomeness and and help him spread it more. You know, and that's that's great. I I think I think there's two things that stand out to me about what's most important right now in our communities is obviously the children, the kids, because very impressionable and and obviously COVID's a very hard time right now for kids to stay on their education with all the distractions and the devices and it's, it's mm-hmm. awful. But so like. Really, the kids are the future, and um, I think travel. I mean, having a great haircut is so, very big for your dignity. Even to be like, yeah, I look good, I feel good, I got a barber I like, and we chat, and he cares about me, and yeah, it's yep. actually good for your self-esteem to have that, right? So it's actually very important, more than you might even think. It's very important in a young kid's life to, you know, have a good haircut, a good hairdresser, whatever. But also travel. So what I noticed about UAC is like you're not scared to get around Chicago. Like mm. you love exploring every every part, every every nook of the city. And so that's what I think is most important for kids to up their dignity is just to be taken on more field trips around town. And when I saw that's actually I, back in Miami, I, I said I'm going to start an organization called Magic School Bus. Yeah, where we're going to have we're going to work with athletes who want to like sponsor kids, you know, little leagues and teams to go travel. Uh, and experience that travel and get that dignity of travel and you know I'm still working on my network to the point where I can fundraise from like the athletes who want to give back to the community whatever but in the meantime I'm pushing for you to do that yeah really all over all over the world we're going to have this happen and and call Magic School Bus but at the same time I discovered that Chicago has something pretty similar called uh my block, my hood, my city, Jamal Cole. Yes. And yes. I, I saw that they were going to start up again in October, some trips, but there's like an explorers program where basically I'm like, when I saw that, I was like, this is my dream come true. Like I can basically, you know, craft these field trip experiences kind of like I do with the art walks yep. and have these kids go to like, you know, it's like maybe like a, a freaking chocolate uh, manufacturer, whatever, just like have some wonder about like how that stuff's made. And then, Go maybe to, uh, you know, it can be cuisine, it can be the arts, it can be anything, but like take kids on these trips that fills them with wonder and, and, and awe and also dignity. Cause like, you know, like it, and the travel is, is the biggest thing I've, I've noticed to up someone's appreciation, openness, love of the world, respect for oneself. So just travel alone, I think can can solve the, the the violence gun violence problem mm-hmm. in Chicago in the world. I think violence you only go into violence if you're hurting, right? In some way, you know, it's because what's more powerful is love, right? Much more powerful than hate. I'm with you, two hundred ten percent on that. I am because it's like it goes back to like whether you in Ravenswood or whether you in Inglewood. It's like for someone that all they know is that block or all they know is that four block radius whether like i said for real whether you in inglewood or whether you in ravenswood because you got some people in ravenswood that's on the same thing they don't know nothing about what goes on in logan logan square or what's going on let's say even at Hyde park and you made me think back um what was that winnie city live that actually had an episode where they did kind of like um how can I articulate it though? It was something like where if they had like a certain street number, like they'll see like say like a 6314 South Hoyne, you know what I mean? And then they'll look up a 69, 16 Hoyne or whatever on the north side 
And what they will end up doing, they will find a way where they will get those people to connect. And I was like, man, that was real cool how they did that whole little switcheroo like that. And some people ended up becoming real cool. And I think they had one guy, as a matter of fact, he was from Ravenswood area. His address ended up matching up with someone that was living in Inglewood. And I think the house that they were in, they actually had a nice house. But when they interact and connect, they both had an interest. They both enjoy gardening. And they made their way to exchange plants and flowers. And they, they connect on a regular. So even with that, it's like big as Chicago is. And Chicago, to me, hands down, is a phenomenal city. And there's a gang of stuff to do if you really know how to really tap into it. But it's like... Sometimes kids need to push, you know. and They uh, do. Yeah. They do. They really need a push to the point where it's like it's a whole world bigger than what, what you already know. And all it is is just not knowing, you know, scared, feared, you know what I mean? Not knowing. But it's like you might be in a position where, okay, let's say you end up going to, you know, the NBA or the NFL and you get cool with somebody, say, from somebody that grew up in, say, you know, small town Nebraska somewhere. They'll come to you and be like, man, I want you to take me around Chicago. And, man, I want to see how Chicago is. And all you know is Ravenswood or Inglewood. And it's like, nah, you need to know this stuff while you're young. Just so you know you want to be bored. Be like, you know what, man? I'm not going to get off into shooting so-and-so, so-and-so. You know what, man? To release my stress, let me go hang out over at Rosemont or whatever. You know what I mean? And see if there's mm. a bigger fish out there. And... If we have more programs like that, and I do have a feeling it's going to be in the works where there's going to be more programs to have where we can go to different communities and check out different neighborhoods. Then you can break that barrier because big as Chicago is, and I hate to say it because Chicago has so much potential to be a melting pot, but it's like unless you go to like a Hyde Park or Lincoln Park or even here where you get to see all walks of life, but it's like, you go to different neighborhoods, everybody, all they know is their community. And I realized, I'm like, it's a phenomenal things to do in Pilsen. It's a phenomenal mm. things to do in Rogers Park. You know what I mean? It's phenomenal things to do, even in Hyde Park. And it, I even had people that I ran into when we had like the neighborhood festivals back in 2019. And I have ran to people that were from Rogers Park or they were from like Uptown area and they were like, I didn't know Hyde Park was lively like this. Mm. Like y'all in Hyde Park really have a lot of stuff going on. And that's what we have from the African Fest to the Caribbean festivals. Uh, we had the Silver Room Block Party which was back in 2019 and Silver Room Block Party, we was meeting people from all over the world. And there was, I didn't know Hyde Park was this lively. It, but it took for, you know, people going on social media or word of mouth and people come around and be like, man, okay, like, I'm about to start exploring Chicago more. But once we have more programs and more people doing like what you're doing, it's going to be a work in progress. But I do believe mm. it's going to work out phenomenal, for real. Yeah, no, it takes a lot of people working together and it takes money, you know, it takes a lot. Um, but it's worth it, you know. And I guess, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like, I, not like I'm... A famous athlete so i can't really completely empathize but like if i was a famous athlete or an nba player like yeah it's like it's a kind of responsibility to have that much you know uh that much power you know and and, 
and still be aware that you're still young, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes people don't come into that kind of money till much later when they have grandkids and they have, um, or I don't know, but basically, yeah, there's so much potential to better improve the communities. Like when I go to look at the like NBA cares, the NFL, I, I see not as, I mean, maybe it's because of COVID, but I see a room for a lot more, man, a lot more of yeah. the professional athletes and leagues helping their communities, right? Because there's that tie between, like Chicago, these sports athletes are some of the most like famous, I looked up to idols in town. Like they, they're the ones the kids look up to. They're the ones even grown men look up to. Because yeah. they're the ones that are watched the most, you know, it's not like, you know, it's music is great and all, but people respect music from all over. But there's something about that hometown connection of, of sports. And yes. I think these players could be doing a lot more and the leagues could even be helped pushing it more and, and promoting it. But yeah, man, I mean, it's just like connecting the, the, the two together and uh, setting up the structure for it too. You know, I think it's one thing to say, I mean, there's so many museums that are not filled. And I think more and more we should just focus on filling the museums, like having the art be appreciated more and also graffiti. Like I'm reading this book, it's called like Joyful or something, but it talks mm. about how there was this one town in like uh, Eastern Europe or something mm-hmm. that had like so much crime and there was like suicides and it was just like, and then there was the new mayor that came in and all he did was paint all the walls that he could with bright colors. And suddenly people started wow. like not littering. Yeah. They started like taking care of their community. Yeah. And suddenly it became like this Mecca of like, joy and, and and everyone was just like just like grew in their consciousness like overnight because they appreciated their community because it was bright and colorful and i think he knew what he was doing when he was yeah. on that i'm starting to see that <laughs> with the graffiti that i'm seeing pop up in all places i think graffiti is like we should government should even consider like putting money and rewarding more of like really positive colorful graffiti right because the more there's graffiti in a city the more like these art walks that i do like they're way more fun because like you can take a school bus of kids to uptown and uptown has so much graffiti that you just make it a contest so that's what i do with the art walks it's like first place gets like 50 dollars for the best picture oh, and then that. you put a filter on it and then i get all the businesses to, to participate and give out gift cards which they're happy to do like logan square like 10 or 15 like everyone emailed me back yes here you go gift cards gift cards just come by we want to support the the photo contest so imagine you get kids starting to appreciate being photographers and and oh, capturing man. the graffiti and putting their own filter on it and their own their own caption their own joke their own personality and having them all vote on it and having someone win making i think that is really scalable right and and it's something that i've on the art walks people have noticed people have just mentioned that it's a pretty powerful concept to have people walking together and appreciating a block and and taking pictures and and so i think that more than anything i mean yeah getting kids into the museums is great and like I was a big brother in Boston, Joel. I mean, it was just such a great experience. Mm. But you know, that's powerful as well to have mentors and people. People from the north side having a little bro and, and taking him around, driving him around, like taking him to the aquarium or like just like exposing him to you know travel, but also positivity. Big brother programs, something that should be you know more popular. Uh, I know they're busy and and they're only one organization, but I think these school buses, these art walks of kids, like entering becoming photographers let's encourage more people to be photographers and, and look with wonder Ooh, and capture yes. it's easier than painting right i mean we had a painter on the podcast a couple weeks ago but you know painting you know sometimes i just can't get into it unless i'm with friends or it's like a paint and sip thing and it's like 
it's just like it's like an excuse to get together and, and talk but like photography is so special man like in terms of uh you know like you cap when you capture something a lens you're saying this is really beautiful and meaningful to me and i feel it and i just want to capture it and share it and mm -hmm. i think there's room for a lot more of that especially with everyone having phones right it's almost like with facetime we almost haven't we're just recently catching up to the fact that we have we have uh, internet wife we have you know we have 3d 4d 5g everywhere and we can actually facetime our family and be in their face and feel like we're at home at the dinner table or or even better like <laughs> You know, like sometimes we don't even, when I go home, I don't even have the same one-to-ones, powerful one-to-ones that I have when I'm not home. Like I have more deep conversations with my family with through FaceTime than when yes. I go home because we just respect each other and we're looking at each other's face, which not a lot of families even do at homes. I'm telling so you. FaceTime is huge and we're only recently realizing the power of FaceTime to kind of bring families together. Uh, and so same thing with phones, like phones have been around for like 10, 15 years in terms of like kids having them and everyone having them but like i think we're only waking up to like the power of photography as like a mental health um just staple man you laid it all out too for <laughs> real you was flowing for real but uh, but but i'm right there with you because it because you made me think back that's one of those therapeutic things you can do even during the lockdown is like okay i can get out here and get some fresh air and i can get out here and travel and explore and actually me and some of my buddies which i'm about to head go hook up with later on today we actually did that during the lockdown. We end up going, well, we already go to the city as, as it is. I mean, we travel hard. But during the lockdown, we start going to different communities, different areas. And honestly, we was like, okay, um, that picture was just there. Somebody just put that there. And it ended up being something real, like you said, real creative, real colorful. Like, man, they used a teal and a green and made it pop for some reason you know what i mean and you're like okay that's really really cool and in addition like you were saying with social media out here now it's like you can get out here and have your phone and just take pictures of different areas where they got graffiti and they got art because it was like even i remember back when i and I, this was back in 2014 i was up in toronto canada and i was back when we, uh the care the caravana festival and for Anyone that's listening, that's familiar with anything, with Toronto events, Carabana is the biggest thing they have up there. Like, everybody, the whole city is, like, kicking it just right before the weekend. They had the whole Carabana for the weekend, and then everybody else is still kicking it after the Carabana. And what Carabana is, is the Caribbean Carnival. Mm -hmm. So, you have your Caribbean Carnival. I'm, well... Of course, well, you were from Miami, so did they have that a lot in Miami? Caribbean Carnival? Yeah. Uh, I might, I might have missed it. I don't know. It was COVID most of the year over there. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, which part of the Caribbean? Because that's like a lot. Because like, like, you had, like, people that would come from, like, say, Barbados, mm. Jamaica, Trinidad, Tobago, um, Cuba, Puerto Rico. So, all around the Caribbean, they would come with these colorful costumes. Mm. I'm talking about phenomenal. And they'll have like these big, gigantic, like feathers and everything that's going on. So even to the point where they will travel all around the Caribbean, even in Brazil, they will have a Caribbean carnival there. And they will have it in Toronto, Canada. And one of the ways I would know they will have it, like here in Chicago, is I don't know, even on net to net, like when we have La Palooza here, which would be like around like towards the end of July, early August, in Toronto, they're having you know, Carabana up there. So 
up in Toronto, they have a large Caribbean population. So you got people coming from all over the Caribbean on their way to Canada because they got family there. And you see all these colorful costumes looking like five million peacocks coming in. <laughs> but I, and that's art right there, too, which I end up taking a ton of pictures of, which I'm, I'm like still trying to find. But it was like when I had a chance to check out the city and seeing different neighborhoods and how they did all their different graffitis, their different arts. I'm like, man, this is phenomenal. Yeah. And when you do the history in the background, some of these artists and how the way they do certain things, you'd be like, oh, man. Like, they really knew how to customize and put colors together. And they was able to do something like what we see in the picture right over here. And for some reason, they did it on a vintage building or a building that was freshly built, and but they wanted to bring some creativity, want to bring some liveliness to that building. And I'm glad to hear that. You have some people in Chicago, like, it's slowly catching on now. It really is. And I'm pushing for people to do that more because other people need to see. other. There's other cities than L.A. or Toronto or even in New York. You know, Chicago has a very live art scene. We really do. It just... We need people that's in the art scene just to let people know, hey, Chicago, we down. We can take you to some areas and to some neighborhoods and you see some phenomenal artwork. And definitely it's like now you got people now that's into the arts. They're doing it more. They're really going out of the way to go to different neighborhoods and, you know, take pictures of different types of graffiti art and put it on their Instagram page. And you'd be like, oh, man, like, where's that at? Yeah. And even when I'll be like, like say going out west, or even if you like go to like say like Vidots and different places and everything, you'd be looking like I didn't even took pictures of certain artwork and be like, man, like why are you doing it over there by the Vidot? Unless somebody that's really an artist will really know where to find this stuff. But it, it's it's phenomenal, and I can just only say. That's just the beginning. There's going to be some more. Oh, stuff yeah, I'm, si I'm just noticing out. more and more uh, graffiti everywhere. Just like it's become a thing the past like 10 years, I think. Uh, yeah. It's become a proliferation of of color and art and beauty. And that's great, man. We got a lot of a lot of excuses to hang out then, man. I'm, I'm probably going <laughs> to do another art walk this weekend, bro. Like West Loop maybe or Uptown. Um, and uh, yeah, well, I mean, these kids, got to get them back in school. got to. Got to get them, uh, you know, exploring and, and got to get these field trips happening again, you know, whatever, whatever way possible, you know, and uh, it's important, man. But it's important to have a community like that has people like you caring about it, you know, and and um, giving people like you a voice. Right. So I uh, hope your crew listens to this. Maybe we can share it on your you have an Instagram page. It's already in the works because I just got it up and going, had to get my my new phone and everything up and going. So the Instagram page is already in the works. So I've just been so busy with work and everything, though. But in the meanwhile, for anybody that wants to catch up with me, talk with me, locate at the Hyde Park Care Salon. Just come through. Just come through to the shop. Hopefully, I get with some people and they'll be like, AC, hey, we're going to get your Instagram page going. <laughs> like, for real. Um, yeah, where's your head at with, uh, I don't know, obviously you're loving life, enjoying life. You know, people appreciate you. You're giving back to the community. Uh, I don't even people like you like you don't even need to look forward to anything really because every day is magical, right? But is there anything? Do you have any like other ambitions in Chicago? Any projects that you kind of the future? Are you doing anything different? Um, definitely. Um, I'm getting with some people and everything now to try to see if we can do some more barbering programs. 
Um, actually, I was uh, catching up with one of my friends. Actually, uh, we he actually was in the neighborhood and stopped by the shop, and we were just catching up. And you know, we was like, we need to have a sit down and really try to find out what we can do to link back up and see if we can try to do some more barbering programs. Mm. Um, my boy Suni Suni Ali Powell. That brother's so phenomenal. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, Sunni, he was, for anyone that's seen the movie, what was that? Um, the movie Spike Lee did uh, with the Chirac movie. And they had, and going back to graffiti art, they had a scene on there where uh, Nick Cannon, and they had a guy that was there, like, yeah, um, once you meet one of the guys, they knew your dad. And they had the uh, graffiti art painting of the guy that was, you know, sitting up there. That was my boy, Sunni Ali Powell. That was, that was like actual artwork of him. Me and him, we're going to get together and try to see if we can try to get some more programs together where we can do more events and host something for where if you want to learn barbering, come through and see us. We actually did something a few years back where we ended up going to different grade schools and we were just exposing them about what it would take to become a barber, how to become one. If you're interested, we'll set you up. We'll help you go to barber college. And we had something hooked up with McCoy during the time then, but everything happened with, you know, with the pandemic, shut everything else down. So we were just at a stalemate. So it was like, wow. Well, damn, bro. I think <laughs> you're kind of like putting me to shame of like, I think my, my dream of like getting kids traveling is way more complicated. I think what you're doing already is so powerful. Like we talked about, the dignity that you get from having a good haircut and like that's an art form in itself right and yeah I, and we all know like how 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 basically complex and beautiful and and you know african-american haircuts there's so many possibilities white guys like me we just we're freaking boring with our haircuts like i know like it's just like it's so simple you know like, well i will say <laughs> your haircut right there man and with all this, put some volume into it, put some gel, volumizer. Uh, you're saying it up, I'm a mess right get now. Get a nice little fade. Yeah, you could definitely Man. improve uh, my vibes for sure. <laughs> but, but there's an art form there in hair too that it is, is. is worth promoting because it leads to dignity, right? Um, and it leads to it's it's a it's graffiti on the head too. Like we all know, it like is. there's a lot of creative possibility with with hair as well. So I think that's one area where you're realizing like you have some special purpose here to encourage more kids to love that art form and and yeah. and that's just like that alone can if it's even more stress and 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 prioritized can can really build strong communities just starting with the barbershop right mm -hmm. i mean it's that simple that's the ripple effect right there and i love how you're going to depth on the traveling because it's like again you can have any skill whether if you know how to cut hair or you know how to draw you know how to paint graffiti and everything you do want to promote traveling more to a lot of the youth because it makes you a well-rounded version of you for instance because the world is way bigger than what we know from our blocked about radius and my thing is like whether you're in chicago uh la boston whatever start from there start from there and you will be amazed on how your community just have Fly stuff going on and you'd be like man i didn't know boston had this even going whether it's dance whether it's fashion mm. you know what i mean going to different fashion shows that's art within itself as well too and that will make a, a well-rounded version of you and i enjoy traveling i really do and 
it opened my eyes even when I went to Toronto back in 2014. It opened my eyes and let me know, like, man, like, you actually got some fly people around here in this planet. And whether you went to Singapore or whatever, it's, some, it's about that chemistry, that mm. frequency, that energy when you interact with people is more lively. I messed around, met some people from uh, Mexico City back last week, and I was coming from over at the Rosemont Outlet Mall out there, and they were trying to get to their hotel, and we were on the blue line, and they said, no, we taking selfies, taking pictures, <laughs> and laughing. They was trying to teach me how to speak Spanish, and they was like, man, you know, man, we need to start hanging out more, and we ended up exchanging numbers and everything, but make sure they got to their hotel safe, and but... They were sharing so much with me about Cancun and sharing with me about how Mexico City is. And they were just talking how rich the culture is down there. And they also, too, have a phenomenal art scene and fashion and everything. They was even pulling up pictures on their Instagram page. And I was like, what? I got to put Mexico City and Cancun on my list. But it's just good to interact with people. And you just have to, you know, and that comes back to just exploring your community, mm-hmm. exploring different types of food. It's art and, mm-hmm. and food when you get to taste different types of dishes and spices and herbs. And I've been telling my little sister all the time, and, and I was working with my little sister when she was younger. And every Monday we would go hang out, I would take her to different neighborhoods, different communities. Uh, this is how you get to the orange line. This is how you get to the brown line. And I would expose my little sister to like Mediterranean food, uh, Middle Eastern food, Ethiopian food, but also showing her like Chicago has more than J&J fish (laughs) and salt, pepper, mild sauce. Like we got way more than that. And fast forward, like when my sister was back in high school and was talking with one of the counselors and they were like, man, like. Your sister shared so much. We didn't know your sister was well-rounded like that. I'm like, well, why do you think she can gravitate to anybody quickly, no matter if they're from Mexico or Puerto Rico or, you know, any nationality? They seem to gravitate towards her, but that comes from, like, me and her would hang out every Monday, and that was our thing, mm-hmm. going to different neighborhoods and letting her try out different types of food. And Yeah, you were the big bro, little, uh, little sis program right there. Right, right there, right. <laughs> And and that's great. And that's an, anyone out there who's ever thought about it has a car. You know, it's is in Chicago all year round. Like, just apply for that program because it's it's so amazing. Like uh, the just the intrinsic joy benefit you get personally, but just yeah, some of the kids really do need a big sis, big bro, and they don't have one, right? And and they need someone to expose themselves, uh, expose those kids to art and culture and positivity. And yeah, man, wow, you're an incredible human being, bro. And can't wait to be friends, bro. This is always like the start. Well, can I call you Sim for short? So I won't mess Sim, up your name? Call me Sim. Sim? Sim. Or Big S- Brother Sim. Big Brother Sim. <laughs> Big Brother Sim. You, hey, you family now, man. So, man, I'm so grateful and so thankful for you just open up your home, your platform. And, man, this is what I call familyhood right here, man. And, man, this is just the beginning, man. So, it's like... Man, I, I see a ripple effect coming out of this already, man. All right, let's so, hug it up. Hug it up. <laughs> I have a hug on the couch. Man. It's always like a high five, but like that's the first hug on the couch here. Man, and there's energy in there, man. It is. All right, brother. Love you. Love you more, man. Love you more, man. This is good. <laughs>